Riley. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. I just remember the song that's been stuck in my head. Oh no. Yeah, it's um, a little classic called Fireflies by uh, No City. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I am not. Nope. It, no, you don't need to play it. You nope. don't need to play it. I'm, I'm not just even thinking you. about it. I'm I'm it's denying the fact that it even exists. Because YouTube does this thing like they always do, where they take a song that's so annoyingly catchy and they mash it up with a bunch of other stuff. And someone took Fireflies by Al City and mashed it up with Firefly by Childish Gambino. And it is incredible. It's really good. Skateboarding down at Washington Square, looking for quarters, maybe a porter falafel for dinner. I'm so broke, man. Scholarship apology. Facebook messages from college kids who hollering. Girls like, we love you. We go to LSU. You got to do a show so we can come and molest you. This rap stuff is magic. I used to get called Oreo and faggot. I used to get more laughs when I got laughed at. Oh, you got a mixtape? That's fantastic. But everybody thought it was... Mm. That's awesome. I'm just going to keep turning this Gary Newman song up. You can't hide in your Gary Newman songs forever, Riley. He's going to stop putting out new ones eventually. Though this one is incredible. I mean, really. Mm. Good times. So I I decided after Honey Pulling Season, did we talk about this in the last episode? How I'm going to try and uh, uh, take Fri- Fridays off? I think so, yeah. It's, okay. It's been like a week. I think it's been two. Has it been two weeks again? Since we recorded? Um, yeah. Right? Really? Yeah. Man, we suck at this. Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, well, so, okay. So, real quick. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I uh-huh. got out of the habit of, like, keeping my Sunday nights open when I didn't have internet. Yeah. So, I think that yeah. kind of, that's what happened last week is I was still just in that habit of, oh, sure, yeah, we can do dinner Sunday night. Oh, yeah. That's and then I was, like, yeah. sitting down to eat and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Clark's going to have like, my balls. Yeah, like it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> Shoot. <sighs> yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Man, next time around, note to self, next summer, we may just need to like go bi-weekly, just, just the pure nature of summer. Or <laughs> like, just, just record. The fact that we're everywhere. Record like five episodes a week in the winter. There you go. And just have okay. a backlog. <laughs> You're kind of stuck inside some days anyway. So Yeah, exactly. But I have uh, a new hobby to keep me warm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is, what is that? It's a I got a new painting medium called encaustics. Encaustic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's pigmented beeswax. I think I saw that on your Instagram. Uh, yep, sure did. It was a nice artsy shot. Yeah. You know, all the bright colors. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's a very interesting, finicky, strange medium where you have not as much control as i'd prefer but um i'm having fun with it i'm already like i I spent like 200 dollars just to like get the basics like bare bones like six colors brushes like it's a it's a pricey thing yeah Um, holy shit yeah but it's kind of cool because you have to keep the wax melted so you have like i have just like a black and decker griddle like what you would make pancakes on and -hmm. i just have these tins of pigmented beeswax and you just dip your brush in that and you put it on the canvas and then you kind of fuse it layer after layer with like a a heat gun and uh yeah sometimes the wax just goes where it wants to go sometimes it won't go where you want it to go and you just kind of have to try and push it around it's really interesting uh so you just have to it kind of it kind of speaks for itself yeah, and as a result, like, 95% of the, like, maybe even 99% of the encaustic work that I've looked at is, it's all abstract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nobody's really trying to take any, like, super realistic stuff with uh, encaustic just because the nature of the medium itself. Like, you could draw a nice fine line and you could draw everything perfect, but the second you heat the wax up, it might just drift mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if your table's not perfectly level or if you accidentally have the heat gun a little bit too close your lines hmm. can just move so it's kind of like well <laughs> well time to work around that <laughs> yeah so most people that are drawn to it are the people that kind of like to embrace the anarchy and uh-huh. kind of embrace the fact that you know they they push it in a general direction and they just kind of hope it grows up to be a good painting huh. and uh yeah so I'm entering that world. I don't know if I'm quite mature enough for it as an artist, but yeah. Well, you'll get there. 
yeah, you know, you jump into the deep end and learn to swim, and that's kind of how I've done things in life, and that's just how it's going to keep going, I guess. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it takes. Yeah, I think so. It, it, yeah, like we've talked about a lot of times, just being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable if you want to grow. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of anyway. uh, speaking of uncomfortable, yeah. I, I, uh, mm. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here because I really hate talking about um, going to the gym. I think it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it puts me in a place that I don't belong. Talking about going to the gym or going yeah. to the gym? No, no, no. Talking about it. Oh, talking about it. Going okay. is fine because I'm always it's it's just another way to make myself hurt. But yeah, um, uh, I went and uh, you know you've got like so a lot of people have so you start to see the same people at the gym. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, makes see, sense. Start to go at the same times as as certain other people, or some people are just there all the time every day. Um, mm. And. A lot of people have like the same, they wear the same thing every day or they wear the same thing to the gym every day. Um, so trust me, this is, this is a segue into our first song. Um, okay. Um, so I was starting to think like, huh, I wear different stuff every time and then I have to do a lot more laundry. So I just need to find a gym shirt. I just need to find a shirt that I can, cause I, I usually wear the same shorts. I usually wear, yeah yeah I, you I, can re-wear the same pair of shorts yeah you know. i usually wear yeah. running shorts that are like three inches too short and um, <laughs> i'm sure some... i do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure yep. some people are concerned about how much my thighs touch the machines but um <laughs> you know they're uh-huh. way more comfortable and and i can sweat in them and it's fine but hmm. i really just need a gym shirt like one that i can i can abuse and um so I, but I think I found my answer. Oh, um, I think I, I think I found the one. Uh, so I just, I pre-ordered this album a little while ago. Uh, oh, and it just so happened to going. come with a shirt. Um, and it's it's on its way in the next uh, week or so. Um, and all the shirt is, it's like a, it's like an old school FM dial kind of, or like a volume dial. Um, yeah, yeah. On on the top of the shirt, and then just under underneath that, all it says is "Add Violence." Yeah, and it's kind of those that, uh, that horizontal. It's not a radial dial. It's like the horizontal one with the glass cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that's gonna. Be I my love that shirt. shirt. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. And I made sure to get a medium so I won't fit in it. <laughs> nice. Shorts too short. Shirt too tight. Man. <sighs> I'm a You're real like a duck in the water. Dick. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's great, but speaking of which, a... yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so what? Uh, what album is yeah, that? Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, Nine Inch Nails put out a new album, you guys. Um, and by the time you hear this, it'll they might be close to releasing their third EP this year. Um, really? Holy crap! Well, they've got they've okay. got one more coming out by the end of the year. I don't know anything beyond that. Um, okay. And apparently, that's the one that's gonna. So. The, the the most recent one that came out is called Ad Violence, um, mm. and it's the follow-up to the first one that came out kind of this spring, I want to say. I, can't, I think it was March-ish. I can't remember. Sure. Uh, but anyway, that one was called Not the Actual Events. This one's called Ad Violence, um, and apparently they're trying to tie back into they're continuing the story of Year Zero, so they're they're very much oh, really? concept okay. albums. Um but you would really kind of have to be paying attention to Nine Inch Nails' discography to know that. I don't think it's – he's hinted at it, but there's nothing in any of the EPs that have come out this year that really point it that direction, obviously. So hmm. okay. kind of have to know what's going on. But regardless, uh, this latest EP that came out, um, Ad Violence, is absolutely incredible. It's uh, – it's my favorite Nine Inch Nails release since Year Zero, which is my favorite in 10 years. Um, yeah. It is just like everything you want from, or everything I want from them. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows how other people have interpreted it, but I know that you were saying that that you've enjoyed a lot as well. Um, yeah. 
Like, I actually bought it and listened to it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Which... You buying a Nine Inch Nails album is a pretty serious move, I feel like. Yeah, I don't buy too many of them. I'll listen to it, or if I get a song in my head, I'll look it up, but I only mm-hmm. have th- three of their albums, four. Yeah. Well, you picked it. You picked a good one to get. Um, yeah. I do need to get Year Zero, too, though. As well. uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was just... It, yeah, that was their last really, really good album. Hmm. Um, they've had a, a few, a handful since then that have been good. I, I haven't been disappointed by any releases, of course. But yeah, hesitation marks definitely wasn't a disappointment. No, not at all. No. Um, but uh, yeah, so I I wanted to talk about one song off of Ad Violence that. So. The timestamp is a little intimidating, um, especially mm. for a Nine Inch Nails song, because it's almost 12 minutes long, and uh, yeah, that, that can be a lot <laughs> for, yeah, totally. for people to tune into uh, to uh, a Nine Inch Nails song, but um, I think there are, there are functionally two parts of this song, um, mm. and, and I feel like that's fairly obvious sonically as well, but... Uh, so the first, the, the actual song, like the musical listenable song part of it is like six minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and What's the name of the song again? Sorry. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, the song is called The Background World. It's the mm. last, last track of the EP. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And the first part of it is just, I mean, it's got everything about trans music that you want to hear. Um you know, subtle synths and uh, a consistent beat and darkness and weirdness and static and dissonance. And... You left me time to bring in uh one of the best youtube comments so far um <laughs> mm-hmm. because it just it says so much uh this guy actually it's the top comment on the video uh the version that i'm watch, uh, i'm listening to anyway uh it he says uh the song is darker than souls of all women in my life <laughs> huh <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah i love when that this... reminds me that i Connor Oberst is coming to town. Oh boy! Yeah, speaking of Dark yeah. Souls, yeah, that guy. Hmm. He's, he's he does he shit. does solo stuff now. Yeah, yeah, predominantly. Hmm. Which is weird because I thought Bright Eyes was pretty much solo, but yeah, that's what I was under the impression of. Yeah, but no, he'll do stuff as Connor as well. I don't hmm. know if he mixes the tracks. The thing is, if he was doing songs from Bright Eyes, I'd probably go but if he's doing connor songs i don't actually know any connor songs yeah 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 but that's someone who's been hurt by women or at least feel feels that to be the case yeah um so yeah the the first the first part of this um is it's just so i mean it's so ethereal and perfect um it's got i mean it's got like Trent layering his own voice on top of on top of each other, and and that's just a classic Trent move, because um, he's it, it gives it that really nice kind of duality sort of sound, um, mm-hmm. and it and it fills the space up sonically, even it though it's does, like, yeah, he sings in the same register over and over, but it still just like fills it out a lot more. Yeah. Yep, 
And he, uh, the, the outro of the first part, I guess it's only about four minutes now that I think about it. Um, but anyway, the, the outro of the first part, he just kind of repeats, are you sure this is what you want? And I think that's the, I mean, that's the whole, that's mm. the whole approach of this, this EP called Add Violence. I mean, it's like, I think it's just getting at the fact that we're all just so bored with our lives that we're just sprinkling in violence here and there when we need something to spice up life a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, it's really making us stop and ask if this is the direction that we want to go. Um, so in that it's a fairly transparent song, but the great part comes after that, uh, when, uh, the vocals drop out and you get, the last seven minutes of this song, seven and a half <laughs> minutes, which is, it's, it's hard to like, it's a hard sell because it's <laughs> mm-hmm. eight seconds of the same riff being played over and over and over again, only each time with slightly more distortion it um, it reminds me of the YouTube videos like the B movie, but every time they say B, it adds vocal fry or something like that. <laughs> and by the end of it, it's just. <laughs> but it's like that for like the last hour that they have it on YouTube. It's just like, why? Why? That's a really good idea. It's very yeah, meta. Like Shrek, but every time he like makes a fart sound, it goes up an octave. It's <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff out there. On yeah. The webs. But yeah, that's kind of what this reminded me of. Is just like every time it just gets just messier and messier, messier, slightly more distorted, and slightly, I honestly slightly more dissonant. And I think, I think that's just like it, it's providing a great metaphor for how we're living our lives right now. It's kind of the same shit over and over and over again. But so we keep having to add extra discomfort to it to make it new and exciting. Yeah, and there's just the whole idea of just self-sabotage. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Making yeah. your life more difficult because you're bored. Yeah. Making it more difficult for everybody. Uh, I will admit, if I was listening to this song on big speakers, I would probably start wondering if I had blown out a speaker yeah. about like six minutes. And yeah. Be like, wait a second. Because it the loses. The is definitely loose. <laughs> it loses all of its bass. Yeah, like I was yeah. I was listening to this album for the first time when I first bought it. I was listening to it on my soundbar, which is mm-hmm. has really good sound and really full bass. Yeah, and so songs like like track number two, uh, "The Lovers," with mm-hmm. really heavy bass on it, is like it like rattled my windows. And same with the first part of this song. And so when it started to get into this kind of groove at the end. I was like, oh, man, I, I might have to turn this down because, like, yeah. it was a little late and I didn't want to wake up my neighbors or anything. But all of a sudden it just loses all of its bass and it's all treble. Um, and, yeah, yeah I, I was, I had that moment of, like, wait, did, did a chord get knocked loose or something? Like, I mean, it was shaking a yeah, lot. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's just disorienting, which is, I mean, a lot of people, so a lot of people have to work at that. A lot of musicians have to work at at being an active listening experience. Yeah. But Trent, I think is so used to it at this point to make his listeners uncomfortable, um, (laughs) without them knowing it that, uh, this was just second nature for him. But anyway, it's an incredible song, incredible finish to an incredible EP. Uh, I can't wait for more. Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, I think my favorite track on the album is not, Yeah, which which would you pick? I still like this. Isn't the place? Yeah, it's just a good song. It's, it's so just a good. really good song. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Um, I I have a hard time not picking that one as my favorite for sure. Yeah, it's just man, highly recommended. Uh, well, it's been a busy week for me musically. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said you've been th- you've been. Well, you've had an Owl City song stuck in your head all week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll skip which over that. sucks. Yeah, well, we extracted three days this week, and extracting is the most monotonous 
mindless thing you can do. Yeah. I mean, you have to pay attention, but like, really, I stand at an assembly line and I wait for the frames to come down and I take those frames and I put them in the extractor and I do that for eight hours and I switch extractors, turn it on, switch extractors, or turn it on, switch extractors, turn it on, switch extractors, and I just cycle through and I'm doing nothing but picking up like about 10 pound frames of honey all day. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a pretty good tricep and bicep workout. Yeah, uh, I would imagine so, yeah. But it's mostly my right arm, just mm-hmm. because of the way that I'm angled. and So I, I, I worry I'm kind of getting uneven. But ah. anyway. <clears throat> well, you've got you've to you've actively change that. Yeah, somehow just loading from the left seems kind of counterintuitive. I'd have to like retrain, and it's really hard to retrain yourself when you just have like a nonstop assembly line of things coming towards you. Yeah. Or not assembly line, conveyor belt. That's yeah. the word. Uh, I always get the two confused. Assembly line, conveyor belt. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but when I get off work, I've been listening to um, some really good music, and there's a band that I've been putting off listening to for a while. Um, because I was worried that they wouldn't like live up to my expectations, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a band called the long winters and I've known a couple of their songs. They have a song called cinnamon that was on the wedding crasher soundtrack that I really enjoy. Uh, they have a song called the commander thinks aloud, which is really kind of interesting in my day. It's the modern day ground control to major Tom. Hmm. Like I really think it's as good as that song. Um, it's just like the modern, equivalent i guess Hmm. of ground control to major tom and i know that's a big claim i realize that but it's a very good song um but the lead singer of the long winters his name is john uh roderick and he's from seattle he is a really eccentric guy who tells a lot of stories and has a really precise memory like he he'll tell a story and he'll be like yeah i remember in uh it was 1986 i was standing at the Walmart on Dunkirk and third with my friend, John Riley. And like, he'll just tell a story like that. And you're just like, Holy shit. How do you remember? Yeah. But he just has all these stories and he's like, and I remember the, the interior of the car just had this dusty leather, leather feel to it. And I'm just like, who are you? (laughs) Uh, but he talks a lot. He has a couple of podcasts that he's on and I listen to those and I'm just very compelled by his character. Um, and I kind of built up this idea of what his music would sound like. And I was just really worried that I'd listen to the music and be like, oh, this is just kind of boring kind of music flat, for this. Yeah. yeah. But turns out it is not at all. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the long winters. Um, I've, I've had the two albums on repeat pretty much whenever I'm not listening to anything else. I'm listening to those guys. Yeah. Uh, so it's really hard for me to pick a song like Roderick. I don't know if it's a time signature thing or I don't. I don't know what he's doing that's different, but his songs are incredibly like unpredictable. A lot of times it's like, especially pop music, which I listen to a lot of punk music. I can pretty much tell you what's going to happen next. You know, (laughs) I can be like, all right, chorus, verse, whatever. They're going to sing about this note, about this long, about, you know, Mm -hmm. with this type of instrumentation, you can kind of just get a vibe for it. I can't do any of that with long winters. Like it is, he, he starts choruses four beats earlier than he should he adds stuff onto choruses that's different each time in a different length and a different frequency mm-hmm. and then he kind of does a bridge but not really a bridge it's actually another verse but you didn't recognize it until halfway through it's really interesting stuff yeah um, i like that yeah it, it's it really is as compelling as he is well um, i feel like that's from how you've described him i feel like that's uh kind of a natural fit for him being a storyteller it's it's a much more storytelling yeah. approach to music yeah and it kind of forces me to listen to the lyrics which usually i just don't care that much about like sometimes i listen to music because i can just kind of know what's coming it's this kind of soothing therapeutic thing because it's it's safe it's predictable i know what's coming but this music actually kind of shakes me up enough that i need to pay attention to it mm-hmm. and um kind of like the nine inch nails um, how he's good at just shaking you out of a pattern. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot like that. So I guess the song, one of the many songs that I keep coming back to, but I just had to pick one. So I just picked this one. Uh, but the song is called Hindsight by mm-hmm. The Long Winters. In hindsight, you're going to wish you were here. You keep scratching at the 
I know that I, I talked this up quite a bit and you're <laughs> like, but Clark, there's still clearly identifiable verses and choruses and a bridge. I, I get that. I'm not saying that he's completely breaking a genre, Yeah. but I will say like, man, listen to this one a few more times and you'll be surprised how kind of hard it is to sing along with Yeah. because you think that he's going to come in at one point and he actually comes in just a little bit. Like it's just enough for you to be like, ah, oh, this guy's different. Yeah. Um, a few lyrics stick out to me that I will say just a second. So um, I should preface this by saying, as far as I can tell, this is kind of about uh, two people who love each other, but they love each other in different ways. Mm. Um, like, yeah, like he, he loves her sometimes during the seasons and then she's tr- like, he loves her in a way that is changing and evolving with the seasons and it kind of ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and she's kind of trying to get back the original love that they had. Mm-hmm. Like she's constantly trying to be like, remember how it was, remember how it was. And he's like, baby, I'm not like that. Like I'm not someone to just try and stay in one place. Mm-hmm. Like I am a wandering person and either you wander with me or you get left behind. And the song kind of, talks about the tension of that mm-hmm. um but during the bridge i guess the equivalent of the bridge um he kind of sums that all up in one line he says i'm trying trying not to read it sideways i'm trying to read it straight into the mic with my computer to the side <clears throat> let's see oh yeah he says um if you're my anchor then i'm throwing you over the side before i have time to say i never wanted anyone this way but I'm smoking cigarettes when no one else does. And if I hold you now, will I be holding a snowball when the season changes and I'm craving the sun? Hmm. I like that line. Yeah. Will I be holding a snowball when the season changes and I'm craving the sun? Yep. Huh. That is uh, that is entirely fitting. Yeah. For, yeah. for yep. uh, I, I would imagine, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh and then it kind of goes on to say, like, are you still trying to win the race by waiting for everybody else to die? Like, are you still just like, you're in the grind and you're just kind of waiting for life to give you everything. And here I am not doing that. Yeah. Here I am going out and getting it myself. So goodbye. Uh, anyway, beautiful song. A little bit heart-wrenching because you can tell that he, he likes her a mm-hmm. lot. Um, but he can't change who he is. And it doesn't matter how much you like a person. If they're not gonna, if they're not your people, they're not gonna be your people. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can't so, force it. Yeah. Anyway, that's that I song. I like it. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. I like that a lot. It it mm. surprised me with with the depth that it has because at first, like the first thirty seconds, without knowing what this guy's about. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like something that would have played on the radio in nineteen ninety seven. You know. Yep. Yep. And yeah, it definitely, it, it's deceptive and that's kind of their whole album mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> wherein, man, it really rewards you for repeated listenings. It really rewards you for paying attention to lyrics. Um, he'll, he'll do just a lot of interesting stuff with tension and he has a song called seven that ends this album and he keeps saying the words, I miss you seven. Hmm. And I, I always expect it because what pop songs do is they feed you half the line, feed you half the line, tension, tension, tension. And then the very last words of the song would be, I miss you seven days a week or something like that. You know, it would pay off that line and kind of give you what you know is there the whole time. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Of course. He doesn't do that at all. Of course not. He, He doesn't, he doesn't give you that because, and, and it kind of makes you think the song ends and you're like, Oh, he's not saying I miss you seven days a week. He's, calling her seven yeah he's saying i miss you comma seven and then yeah. you're like wait a second so this uh this is different and it's just little things like that where you're like oh you just changed the song as soon as the song ended which mm-hmm. is an interesting trick uh, so yeah good stuff he has another song called teaspoon where he calls her teaspoon the whole time uh i don't know why but there's trumpets and it's very good Um, (laughs) of course (laughs) so that's my rant on long winters thankfully 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 they live up to my expectations because that would have been a bummer yeah if you really liked what you knew about him and you really liked the front man and then it was just a boring yeah Eh, yeah so 
Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to think of an example of something like that or a band like that, but I can't. <laughs> uh, like one that mm. I that one where that I enjoy who's in it, but was disappointed by the final final outcome. But I don't know. Profit profits of rage. Oh um. yeah. Well, <laughs> super groups are always disappointing. Yeah, that's a good every point. time. I still like Angels and Airways, but whatever, whatever. Uh, but are they more of a super group or a side project? Ooh, that is a good question. Listeners, 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 yeah. uh, tweet us at EchoPod. Is Angels and Airwaves a super group or a side project? Mm. I'm I'm inclined to say side project. Mm. Man, all the other musicians in the band would be so offend- offended by that. Well, um, it's <laughs> it's like true. the drummer from offspring or something yeah well um yeah yeah not not super they're not especially super on their own they definitely wouldn't be recognized without tom DeLong. yeah uh, hmm. hmm that's a good question <laughs> i mean side yeah. projects are usually pretty good oh man yeah. yeah maybe that's the difference super groups are always bad and side projects are always really good Let's or do an episode good. where we just talk about side projects. Yeah, well, I think we talked about like our very first episode. We were we mentioned that we were going to do that. <laughs> um, we should still do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea because there's there's some really good ones out there. I dibs yeah. on everything Chino, so just damn saying. you. Okay, well if you get crosses, I'm going to take some other good stuff. I'll take crosses and team sleep and palms. Thank you very much. <sighs> I'm going to take rice boy sleeves. <laughs> no. <laughs> no should have dibsed it nope should have dibsed it <laughs> you cannot take one of my favorite albums of all time <laughs> uh, are you gonna give me crosses <laughs> sure i'll give you crosses i'll give right, you i'll deal. give you the ep i get the full album okay that's <laughs> wow all right you guys just witnessed a little bit behind the scenes there that was yeah got a little uh that's how we barter i can't believe i held rice boy sleeps hostage man that's you're an evil yeah. human being. You're I a, went right you, for the balls. You're a dick. <laughs> wow. I thought I knew you, Clark Hodges. Oh, uh, well, you know me pretty well. Yeah. Just yeah. didn't know you were capable of something like that. <laughs> Full of surprises. Mm. You have another song. Speaking yes. of surprises. Yeah. This one is. Uh, this. This one is. This surprised we, we me. We didn't know this even existed until half an hour ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, you know, like you do, you uh, you pick songs roughly ten minutes before you start the podcast. Um, yeah, it's pretty common. So we were in the process of doing that, and and my one of my original picks uh, linked me to a new song that I hadn't heard before, and uh, turns out it's awesome. So um, I kind of wanted yeah. to just I wanted to, I so this is a total cop out, but of like, oh yeah, I want to talk about it. Like I know what it's about because it's really <laughs> insightful. Um, We've listened to it three times, and now we are the the people to go to exactly about this. Yeah. Uh, that's not it at all. I mostly just want an excuse to listen to it again. So, um, yeah, I, I I I just have to listen to this song again and again and again because it's great. Um, so as you all know from a previous episode, and I'm sure you're all listening canonically and, and on time like we are. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as you'll know that uh, Gary Newman has a new album coming out in September, on September 15th to be exact. And uh, so what I found was another new single off of, off of the new album, um, mm. which is called... Uh, savage songs from a broken world which how gary newman is that um yeah right (laughs) but but what we have here is a song called my name is ruin and it's everything you could ever hope for check it out wanna beg forgiveness then you wanna beg for mercy then you Wanna beg for nothing Then you I would always find my way to you 
So who's singing with them? Have we figured that out yet? Um, I think her name is Persia. See, that's what I thought too. And then I'm trying to figure out, you know, Google just tries to take me to the country. Someone else says his daughter is so beautiful, which makes me think like, wait a second. Is this Persia Newman? Is this his daughter? Whoa. That changes things. She's 12. She's 12? Uh, wait, no, no, no. Her birthday's in October. She's 11. Jesus. Yeah. That's cool. I hope she is pursuing music in some way. Because she's got an amazing dad. And, uh... Yeah, seriously. Apparently a very great voice. I mean, good enough. And the fact... See, the fact that he has... At age 11, he has his daughter singing, My name is Ruin, my name is Vengeance. <laughs> it's just yep. like, that's so cool. <laughs> She's going to be such a cool chick. Yeah, seriously. Especially, I mean, she has just the studios she has access to. Oh, yeah. Unreal. <sighs> this is fun. This is a post-apocalyptic music video. Like I said, it kind of looks, you know, it's gritty. There's lots of sun and lens flare and yeah. face paint. And I... I really like so he's all the promo he's done for his new album has been uh-huh. in that in that costume that he's in for this video and I've always really oh, yeah. liked it so I'm glad that yeah. we get to see more of it in this like I don't know I it just it's just very cool um yeah and everything you could ever want from like Gary Newman has somehow changed i feel like he's changed genres um a few times through his throughout his career which he's got i don't know like 20 something albums maybe yeah he's a he's very prolific, prolific artist yeah. uh so he's had a lot of room to grow and improve and and all that and change and i feel like what we've heard from him so far that's coming off in this new album is uh, just a whole different thing yeah, but yeah, he's come into this sound so well, this like kind of polished industrial sort of sound that he's got going on here. Um, now, can you like distinguish easily at the drop of a hat any given Gary Newman song from any given Nine Inch Nails song? Aside from vocals, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depending I on the album, always. Yeah, for sure. I are those they have to be friends, right? Oh yeah. I mean there there's so oh yeah. I mean let's uh let's just say a little aside here. Um mm-hmm. Nine Shales has a couple co- they do a couple covers of Gary Newman songs. Um Nice. One being Cars, of course, and one being um Metal, which is another great Gary Newman tune. Um hmm. And they also play, they played live together a few times. Um, oh, yeah, I remember this now. Yep. Okay, we've talked about this. Okay, okay. And It's all coming back. Yep, and so Nine Shales, the, the band, will play play the music for Gary Newman's songs live and vice versa. And Gary hmm. Newman will sing along on Nine Shales songs and Trent will sing Gary Newman songs. Yeah, it's... It's a bromance. It is. It is a bromance for the ages. Um, hmm. And in fact, on one of the live recordings I have of of one of Nine Inch Nails' uh, instrumental tracks from The Fragile, mm-hmm. um, he Trent brings on a um, one of his, I, I what appears to be one of his closest musician friends, uh, who's a pianist. Um, hmm. Let me let me make sure I've got his yeah. Uh he holy shit, he's a lot older than I thought he was. Um <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he brings on this guy named Mike Garson who has played with Bowie, he's played with uh Smashing Pumpkins, he plays with Nine Snails. Um he's I mean he's he's been around on the piano. Uh nice. and Anyway, he brings him he brings him on stage to play one of the piano instrumentals from the Fragile, um, and as nice. he's introducing him, he's like, Trent is saying, "I want to introduce one of my closest musician friends, 
and there's a pause while he takes a breath and you can hear someone in the audience yelling, Oh my God, Gary Newman. <laughs> and right after that, he says, Mike Garson. <laughs> I like that someone yelled out like a full sentence. <laughs> I think they just, I, I think they might've just been in like the front row. Cause yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. like they yelled super loudly. Like they were trying to get that out, but oh. it's just really funny. Cause <laughs> I think that I'm sure that's what everybody was thinking. Cause he regularly will do that. He'll, he'll bring Gary Newman on as like a surprise guest and they'll play yeah. metal and cars and a couple others. <laughs> um, huh. But anyway, yeah. They, so they, they're friends for sure. And uh, cool. And have collaborated before. Um, so yeah, fairly obvious uh, that, one has influenced the other and vice versa. Um, That's cool. Because they just, I mean, this, this instrumental track could be off of, I mean, it could be off of the fragile easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's just, it's just so great to see an artist like Gary Newman, who's been around since the seventies, still coming out with, with stuff like this. Um, it's like just, fresh sounding stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not it doesn't sound like you know, it doesn't sound like he's trying too hard to come back or anything. It's not like a it's not like a big it's not like when Guns N' Roses came back, you know. It's not like Yeah. It just Yeah, it it's not suck. it's not this weird like <laughs> I need to keep supporting a habit, so I'm yeah. just gonna keep putting stuff out. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very much very much like a it's very a very conscious effort and a very different sound from his other stuff and yeah his first album came out in 1978 wow that's crazy so this is we're on almost 40 years of gary newman Hello, my name is Clark Hodges, and welcome back to 40 Years of Gary Newman, where we take a long walk through the long discography of one of music's greatest industrial artists. Now, Riley, um, <clears throat> I see that you started us with a, a more recent track here. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. What, uh, what, do you, what, what draws this pick from almost 40 years of Gary Newman discography? Well, Clark, mm. I, in my perusing of music... Have yes, decided that uh, this track from Gary Newman is most representative of ah. his whole discography and uh, the mm. feel that he's going for in uh, yes. most of his music. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been uh, this week's installment of 40 Years of Gary Newman, an NPR exclusive. Uh, please donate to your member stations. And thank you so much to our guest, uh, Riley Wagenhaus. Thank you, Clark Hodges. How was how is my hourglass? Yeah. Was, that, was that okay? That, that was pretty good. A lot of pausing, a lot of yeah. pausing. But he has an hour slot to fill. And Lord knows they don't have an hour's worth of content half the time. So they need to, like, really draw that out. Um, True. That's good. It was good. I felt like you were kind of yelling at me. It was maybe uh, a bit too yeah, too harsh. Too for harsh. NPR. Yeah, a bit yeah, too harsh. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. You yeah, know, it's we, a, we can it's work a... on that segment. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like we've got a future there. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I'm gonna change feel a little oh, bit yeah. here. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, hold on. Let me. Get, you just sent this to me, so let me get this pulled up. I did. I did. This is drawing again from my uh, list that I'm slowly working through here. The name of the list is 30 Best Emo. Let me let me pull it up. <clears throat> 30 Best Emo Revival Albums ranked. Huh. It's a it's a spin. Um I wouldn't spin article. Put this in What? I wouldn't put this in emo, but Yeah. I don't know, maybe I would. See, I'm kind of finding this list is I think something about the emo revival. I I I think that I have drastically misunderstood emo. Uh, yeah, and I've categorized emo almost exclusively to your Taking Back Sundays and the Used and My Chemical Romance and like emo rock or kind yeah. of like that scene emo. But there's this whole undercurrent of music that's 
classified as emo, even self-classified as emo, that's a lot more like this track that I sent you. Um, so I'm kind of trying to get more into that. Yeah. Um, I usually don't like quite as much singer-songwriter with guitars singing slowly. Yeah. Uh, but, man, there's some good stuff here. I and really like this I, music I did, video, too, by the way. Isn't it nice? It's great. Yeah. Uh, so this song, it's a... I decided to give it another listen because I, I put out a tweet on our Twitter account at Ecopod saying like, Hey, working through this list, what should I like? What help me help me work yeah. through this list? Cause there's kind of a lot here and you know, all you hear is one song from any given band. So, so it's not really enough to draw a conclusion. Yeah. So I just ask you guys out there to uh, kind of help me out. And uh, listener Travis, of course, uh, pointed me in the direction of these guys. Their name is Foxes. Uh, he made it pretty abundantly clear that I think he he made a list of like his top five and three of those were foxes. So foxing, um, foxing, foxing. There we go, foxing. Ha <laughs> ha, foxing. Sorry, uh, foxing. So uh, I'm diving into their library a bit more, and I'm kind of trying to figure out uh, because you kind of read about it, and it kind of sounds like they've had a few pretty different sounds over the years. So I'm diving deeper, but what I'm going to leave you guys with today or not leave you with, sorry. Uh, what I'm going to play for you guys today is just the song that was on the list. Um, because it was the first song I heard from those guys and I really enjoy it. So the name of the song is by Foxing and the name of the song is weave. Picky woman weather, soaking mud through a What do you think, Riley? I really like it. Do you? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is emo I could get behind still. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. I'm like, if this is emo, like, sign me up. Yeah. Not that I, I mean, I'd never really mind screamo either, but yeah. like, no, I, I never had beautiful. a hatred for it or anything, but yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is incredible. Um, I really, really dig it. Uh, Leads me, it makes me curious as to how indicative this is of the rest of their stuff. Their whole album, my understanding, their whole album that's like this, um, or the the album that the song is on, the whole thing is like this. Oh man, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think got... the description is I just rip content from another website and put it in a podcast. Just um, change a few words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's see. So the end of the the description that Spin writes on this on this album that the song is from, it says, "While the Albatross, which is a different album, was way too over the top for some, thankfully the five members of Foxing were the only ones who said not emo enough and dug deeper." Ah. So this is the result of of an emo band saying, "We're not done yet. We're we're not we're not going to pull out. We're not going to pull back on our emotions and whatever we're doing in this music. We're just going to keep diving in deeper. And yeah. if people don't like that, and if people want us to go back to our old sound, good on them, but, um, they're not going to do it. So <laughs> my understanding is the whole album is represented pretty well by this song. Weave. Cool, man. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm going to listen to that as soon as we're done today. Oh man. That makes me happy. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Guys, check it out. If you, if you liked th- what you heard, definitely check it out and um yeah i'm just glad we can help spread the word about these guys too because i feel like i came really late to the party yeah <laughs> like these guys have been making music for a while yeah and this album i think is from 2015 yep. if i'm not mistaken yep, it is. so 
Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Um, I feel like I feel like we should uh, one of these upcoming episodes we should pay pay respects to all the stuff that we've discovered because of this podcast. That'd be kind of fun. Um, because I was listening to some the other day. I was listening to what was I listening to? Oh, um, in love with a ghost. Nice. And yeah. Yeah. Man, I like, that's such wait, I never would have stuff. heard this if we hadn't <laughs> have had done this podcast. So I hope that listeners have the same experience. But if you don't, well, then it doesn't matter because it, at least it works for me. Um, yeah. And if you guys have somehow heard all of the artists that Riley and I both separately know, that is, you have some big ears, my friends. Yeah, yeah, good on you. Um, I mean, each of us separately, we can, you know, there's definitely people that know all the bands that I know, but like both of us? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Also, really like the uh, top comment on this one as well. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It says, uh, some say he's still skating that pipe to this day. <laughs> Yeah, the music video is just like a essentially a gif or a loop of a skateboarder going back and forth on a. It's a different pipe. though. There's, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's like some of the same stuff has worked in there, but there's a lot. There's like a, it's like a, three and a half minute video, and I bet there's two minutes of unique material. Oh, you're right, because there's a person walking in the background. Yeah. And the camera does pivot. And he like he falls down a couple times in the beginning, and then he doesn't oh, right. he doesn't fall again for the rest of the video. Man, that'd be so. That'd just be fun. It's a pretty song. It's so. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm listening to it again right now. It's just like, huh? Yeah. Turns out these guys have been. We've been sleeping on these guys like hard. <laughs> wow. Because I feel like if both of us had found this band years ago, we would have been listening to this band. Yeah. For, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So this is great. One of so, their songs, thanks, listener Travis, for pushing us. Yeah, dude, nice work. Again, mm. you all, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. What a what a, what a Sunday. What a day. What a day. Yeah, today was summer of 2017. Is the most legendary summer yet. By the way, it's been good. It's been real nice. I need to go more places, but the places I have gone have been just stellar. Yeah, we've had. It's just been. It's just been good. Yeah. Um, I really, I can't, I mean, I can't say enough for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and I just have, my mind has been seriously just thinking about painting just all the, all week. I've been just like so deep in my head. Um, I found one thing, like it's, I don't know, my, my mental landscape has been changing so much, um, just because of meditation and medication and all that. Um, so I'm always trying to figure out like what, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of figuring out like what part of me is constant despite all these other factors. Uh, like what part just seems to stick with me no matter what or where I am. Because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of important because at a certain point that's just kind of who you are and you need to look at that and find peace with that and be okay with that. Because, you know, the other option is what, like medicated away? Like, eh, I don't know. But, um, my head still just goes real high up in the clouds and not in like a weed sense, but like, man, I, when I daydream, I just daydream so hard. Daydream big. <laughs> like, huh? Daydream big. Daydream big. That's right. Uh, and that's kind of where I've been is my head has just been so just off thinking about things and thinking about what I could do. And, and especially now that I have this new medium, this, these encaustics I've been working with mm-hmm. just kind of, it's a medium that you really have to experience and, and kind of do it yourself before um, you understand it. And I'm kind of realizing that now, cause I watched a, so many YouTube videos, but now that I'm actually putting the, the wax on the canvas, my, or not canvas, but the board, it's, it's like, wow, this is, you can't watch this and know what this is like. This is such like a different thing and it feels yeah. different and it acts different. So my brain has literally like, I've spent, pretty much all day just trying to just kind of wrap my head around it like what are the rules of this place what what is happening right now uh so my head's just been off somewhere else so i actually have not left my house today (laughs) (laughs) 
I did the opposite of bike down big mountains. Uh, that's I, right. Uh, I plan on doing sp- that tomorrow. Yeah. And I'll probably go uh, get in the river at some point, but that's about it. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. But I spend a lot more time just thinking and, and processing and working through and trying to think, well, well, if it does this and maybe I could try something like this. And, yeah. Um, so it's been really fun, but kind of really taxing. And I feel like I'm, I, I need to go take a, a nice long walk before I go to bed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just a little decompression kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I haven't left, I haven't done anything today, but I've, my mental, it's, uh, yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm due for a nice long walk Good. and it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's a good night for it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, another message in the Skype box. Yeah, well, this this is going to be our outro, I think, because uh, this was just suggested to me based on foxing, and it's awesome. So <laughs> uh, we're just going with sporadic, sporadic pairing, sporadic today. YouTube recommendations. Yeah, I think <laughs> follow I, us down the rabbit hole on this week's episode of <laughs> Into the Echo. That's what the name means. Yeah, exactly. See, we're just we're just buying into it. That would actually be a good episode, I think, if we just like followed recommendations. Uh, are you are you ending the episode on me? Do you have more to say? What's uh I mean I always have more to say. Yeah, that's true. I always have more to say. I always uh I always wanna keep talking, but um just like just take care of yourselves, you know? Just learn to know when you're happy and when you're not and and do what you have to to make yourself happy. Yeah. That's yep. kind of the kind of the uh the feeling of I think what both you and I have have come to uh, come to deal with this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stop, stop waiting. Yep, exactly. It. It's not worth waiting it's, for. Well, just make it happen. Not only it's not it's not that well. Yeah, well, you shouldn't I, I'm not, have. To I'm wait not going to discount. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to discount your logic. I mean, yes, I agree with that. But also, it's never depending on what you're going for, it's never going to be more convenient. No. Or it's never going to be easier. No. Like, at a certain point, you just do it. <laughs> like, yep. And, yeah, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you need therapy and medication. I don't I don't know. Some t- people are different, but... Uh, Try going for just, it first, and if that doesn't work... Yeah. Consult a professional. Help. Yep. But, uh, yeah, don't lie to yourself and say that somehow the sky's going to open up for you. Yeah, because it won't. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, and and sometimes it it has for people before, but they're usually not ready for it. Yeah, but that's the thing; you're not going to be ready for it. So just do it. Even if the sky doesn't open up, you're not ready for it. So just do it. Um, yeah, and it's perfectly okay to be inside all day, but you will thank yourself later if you go on a nice walk. At the end of the night. <laughs> yep. You really will. I always do. I, I've never regretted going for a, a long walk at the end of a night. I never have. Yeah. So it's never. It's never like you go out and you come back and you're like, wow, that was awful. Why did yeah, I do that? Yeah. And I've been like rained on pretty heavily before too. And yeah. I've been. I've been. That makes pretty it far better. away from my house. Yeah. And it's just like I feel alive right now. I feel like the damn Third Eye Blind song. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah cool man so anyway well, yeah we're gonna we're gonna play out here with a song that i just heard for the first time like 10 minutes ago um really liked it uh think it kind of fits with the whole theme of today um and and this episode uh it's by a group called sorority noise and the song is called no halo and we will see you guys next week bye